I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE. Late in the week, though. Sunday is when we're doing it. September 29th, 2019. I had a thing Wednesday, so we couldn't do a show. And uh, the other two guys were like, hey, man, that'd be cool if we did it then. That's fine. Let's do it after our dungeon show, which, you know, can be a little exhausting. So we're going to, you know, try to keep our heads and have some fun. And it might be a little shorter today, but we didn't want to leave you this week without something. So uh, a Sunday CORE, or as the chat room just coined it, uh, L or Irvin, Irwin, Irwin in the chat says, no, Irv, Irvin, Evren says Sunday core, AKA score. It's <laughs> pretty good. Oh, that's a good one. Well done. Nice, nice work. Do you guys have score up in the, in the state, up in the States? No, no, down in the States here ever. What, what, no, no, wait. score the chocolate bar. Oh, oh yeah, we have that. Okay. We have, don't you have score, John? We have score. I don't know. Maybe I'm not a big chocolate person, so I don't notice what we have very much. Hold on, Score Bar is H. Um, let's see if we can find it here. It is a. That's fair. It's like toffee, right? Inside, mm-hmm. like hard and yeah. chewy, like bad for your teeth, and then the is chocolate it? outside. That yeah. Sounds good. Maybe Stick I should have teeth. a Score Bar. Yeah. Score's pretty good, but it's hard to work up the will to buy it because you, you know you're going to be digging it out of your teeth. That's you're... my problem with. I had one of the new Butterfingers. And haven't they always know, been like that or the new ones are worse? They've always been like that. But this new this new Butterfinger, I mean, I don't know either. It's worse or my teeth are just worse and there's more to pick out. But yeah, I was like, all right, I had fun eating it. But now I've got an excavation site in my mouth and I have to just do this for the next ever. Interesting. I'm looking here. Oh, yeah, they did. They did change the the, the uh, formula a little bit. I wonder if it will remain. Wisconsin's most popular Halloween candy this year, because it was last year. Hmm. Is that? That's yep. interesting. Mm-hmm. I would think Wisconsin would just give cheese, but that's because I just know one thing about a state and assume that that's applicable to everything. Yep. See? How about this? Most popular. It's only take me a second, of course. And then we'll talk about video games, internet. <laughs> hey, it's uh, kind of October almost. I think we can talk about Halloween candy yeah, and why things not? like that. I agree. Um, okay, so it says here, uh, Halloween candy, most popular in Arizona or in the Phoenix area, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, let's see if it, it will tell me. Uh, it, it. Oh, my gosh. Really? Candy corn? Wow. Oh, wow. I think I'm the reason that stat exists. I always fall for candy corn every October. I'm like. Man, I'm in the mood for some Halloween candy, and I go there and I just see the big bag of candy corn. Mm-hmm. I buy it. I yeah. can't help it. It's it's good in a like terrible way, but it's good. <laughs> I know. I kind of I'm slow to admit it sometimes, but I if there's a bowl of candy corn, I'm into it. I know a lot of people think it's horrendous and the worst thing ever made, but I think I like a good candy. And there are, by the way, there are levels of quality to candy corn. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, I'm with you. I would eat candy corn at your house. No problem. Yeah. I mean, you got you to get the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I had one that I thought I was given a candle mm-hmm. and I was just like, what is this? I still ate like a bunch of them, but it was not good. No, not as. Good. And they have the other kind that are like little pumpkins and stuff like that. I don't count any of that. I mean, they could be almost the same stuff for all I know. I'm just talking. There's something about the size, the shape, the three layered structure of a traditional mm-hmm. candy corn that I am just fine with. It's fine. But what do you eat up there? Anything What's, good? Is candy corn like a, um, what is it? They look like corn. a they look like a, a long kernel of corn. On the tip top, it's the yellow, and then in the middle is the orange, I think, and then the yeah, very tip is white. white oh yeah, no, these are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> now it comes out the Canadians anti. Well, I'm not going to speak for all of Canada. They sell it in on mass here. I just, I that's yeah. I'm not a candy eater, so it's not your. Not your bag. Not my bag. I understand. Yeah. What do you What do you do for Halloween? Do you get yourself a Halloween treat? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I might pick up some of those chocolate bar things. That's about it. Chocolate bars. (laughs) (laughs) Just just gonna go to the store, get a chocolate bar. When I used to go trick or treating, I would dump out my bag, take out all the chocolate, and leave the rest for someone else. Interesting. You know, I feel I feel like that's okay. That sounds all right to me. Yeah. Yeah. But the chocolate up there, uh, well, it's in other parts of the world is better than here. I assume Canada's also got better chocolate than us, but um, we have, I think, all the same stuff, right? Like it's O Henry's and Reese's, and oh my gosh, O'Henry. we have the same stuff. Literally starts with one. We don't. <laughs> you don't have O Henry. I don't think we have O Henry. No. Hold on. O really? Henry. That right. can't be right. Really? Let me look that up. Um. Yeah. O Henry appears to be. Well, I guess you can get them here, but these are rare here. I've I've never heard of it. I've never seen I've one. never seen it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that's strange. Yeah, yeah. Oh Henry's a chocolate bar. Okay, well. Oh Henry, uh, you have Reese's, obviously. We have Reese's Smarties. Yeah. Smarties, sure. Although no, they aren't the like, same. I don't like Smarties. Plus, that feels like a... I got duped. Yeah, Smarties are no good, bars? but also I think Smarties are different. Both Smarties are different than our Smarties. Our Smarties are the tiny little tablet it's half sort of sourish. Uh, rolls yeah. of candy. I don't think those are what they get up there. I think it's different. I could be wrong. Oh, I know that's okay. true in the UK. I was going to say, our Smarties feels like somebody's tricking you into a vitamin, but it has no nutritional value. <laughs> yeah. They're chalk dots, as uh, Daniel J. Newman accurately says in the chat. I believe those. that is a great way to describe those. I don't know if they're, they're different or not, but that's something you'll find in your trick-or-treat bag. Well, up here. here's what you'll find in our trick-or-treat bag. <laughs> We're going to talk about some games and thoughts and stuff that we've been playing this week, not really picking a major topic. We'll do more of that next week. I mean, Wednesday's literally three days away. So you'll get all your full, fresh, hot, right off the oven uh, or out of the oven business uh, then. By the way, speaking of ovens, I have one quick question for you guys. Would this concern okay. you at all that my oven, well, I'm sorry, my stovetop of the oven one of the burners for no reason just stopped igniting. It still has the ignition thing going. So it's a gas oven or it's a gas burner. Okay. So when you turn it on, you get this click, 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 click. And it's like, it's going to start the gas on fire, right? Yeah. And once it does that, the click, then you, you, you roll over to whatever heat you want. And um, one of them stopped doing it. In order to test it, you have to turn it on and keep clicking and trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, your house is being flooded with the smell of natural gas and that seems that bad that seems bad right, right? so <laughs> so as described yes that sounds bad <laughs> all right i mean you know you know it's, it sounds like the way a barbecue works like if you leave the lid closed and turn the gas on and yeah. then come back to it later with the lid closed it just explode <laughs> kind of yeah like that's absolutely true so yeah anyway i'm i'm not too worked up about it except just to say that I don't like stuff like that, and I guess I should probably call somebody, but I really wish I could just fix it myself. I mean, you could just disable it for now, right? Can't you do that? I don't just even like, know. How would, how would, how does one do that? You just c- cut it open and dig, dig around. <laughs> like, I don't know what you do. No, in you, defi- you definitely don't do that when dealing with <laughs> gas. You definitely don't just get in there. Okay. 
What, uh, what do you do? Call a professional? Is that really the only thing I should yeah, do? Yeah, you know what? When dealing with gas and lighters and things like that, and if your house really does smell like gas, then yes, you call a professional okay. immediately. All right, this is good advice. That's what we're going to do. Because the other, all the other burners are fine, and if it's not on, there's mm-hmm. no gas coming out. It's just the igniter's not working, and it's probably just a little part that handles the ignition, and that's all it is. But I to test it, we have to keep going... Click, click, click. Nope, still not working. Oh, I'm getting woozy in here. Nobody light a match. Like, it's that kind of thing, right? Uh, I don't. Does it expel that much gas into the air, though, compared to a barbecue? Well, enough to stink it up. I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know. The smell may. You want to probably be really careful with that. Yeah, yeah. The smell is probably worse than the actual uh, how much it's dissipating or, you know, traveling or whatever. Anyway, it's super annoying. Uh, and we've cleaned it out. We've done everything. We can't figure out what the hell's wrong. So it's something else. Uh, all right. Home maintenance can be a danger, Scott. So, you know, use precaution. Good advice. Has never been greater, more greatly given. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some stuff we're playing. For some reason, my house became the Twitch, or the Twitch, Switch Party House. And here's why. Up till this point, we had a Switch. It was a single Switch. It would play Switch games. People would come and they would say, hey, can, can I play on the Switch? Yes, you can. Okay, they'll go play it portably for a while. Or, hey, it's hooked up to the TV. Let's go play Mario Maker or whatever. Just been a thing. Switch Lite comes out, and I decide about, I don't know, whatever it was, a month ahead, that I would pre-order one. And along with that, uh, Link's Awakening. And I did. So I had a yellow one coming. It arrived. And it was such a hit that now everybody (laughs) just about in the house went ahead and got Switches also. So now there are three switch lights in the house, which is insane. (laughs) And they all did it with their own money, their own jobs, their own, you know, totally out out of my purview. Not not anything I control or do. And uh, so Nick and Carter both got one. Kim doesn't care. She's fine with her. She's fine with phone games, John. She's totally cool with a good phone game. Hey, you know what? (laughs) We all have our different levels of play. That's right. And I know we haven't gone too deep on the show yet about what I think about all those uh, Apple Arcade games, but I have played a, a great number of them, have lots of thoughts, and I will save it for Wednesday uh, after I knock out a couple of more because um, I will say I'm impressed with what they've done. And I also am concerned about longevity because I don't know how the developers continue to make money. It's, there's some I have some thoughts about all that. So we'll get to that. Right. The model, the business model is weird. But the quality of those games is a gigantic cut above what you're used to with mobile games. And some are some are originals, some aren't, but the originals are pretty impressive. And those that aren't are also good. And there's really not a dud in there that I can find yet, although I haven't played everything yet. We'll get to that next week, but my wife is happily tooling away on a few of those. But anyway, so it switches all around. And uh, my daughter quickly borrowed Link's Awakening from me, even though I'd barely cracked it probably two hours into it and she's like oh i want to play i got my new switch let me play i said okay fine (coughs) so she went off to play that and i went well there's me without my new game i guess i'll until that comes back to me i'll just and this cartridge by the way that she borrowed um i'm like what do i have around here that that i that i feel like i should have finished or you know just didn't get to or whatever and it's funny link's awakening like wow classic drove me to play Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, just like I'm playing Modern WoW. <laughs> so like I, I had to play the old game, and then I got all inspired to go play the newest thing. The same thing happened here. So I've been playing Breath of the Wild again, and man, that game is so good. There are problems, uh, you know, the breaking... I decided to go into it this time, um, and John, I know you said something to me on Twitter about this, but I went into it this time going, I know the weapons break a lot. I know that's an annoying mechanic for me. Um, but I know the game wants me to be creative with it and to figure out ways to maximize what weapons I have and how I use them and when to get rid of them, when to pick up new ones, that sort of thing. So I'm playing it more with that in mind and I see what they meant to do. I'm not saying it's still the greatest idea in the world, but it's, it's okay. It's, it's not, it's not a problem. I kind of wish I could repair them. That would be cool. Um, like just go to a town and say, "Yeah, this sword sucks. Please fix it." 
Or even, so, I don't know if you remember this, but back in the days of Zelda 64, yeah. there you got the Master Sword. It was kind of your solid mid-tier sword. It was very powerful and all of that. But then they they forged a, it's either called the Biggerin or the Big Goron or the Goron Sword, something like that. And it was this giant two-handed sword that Link could use that was way more powerful than even the Master Sword. Right. But it had some drawbacks. The first was you had to wear your shield on your back because it was two-hander. Yeah. And the second was that the sword would break. Yeah. But there was a very long quest that took you through the course of the game, and you had to meet certain requirements and certain things. And the big reward at the end of all of that for doing it was a version of the sword that would not break. And I kind of wish something like that existed in this game, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, let's see your mechanic. Let's understand the mechanic. But maybe when we get to the end of the game, when this all gets kind of trivial anyway, maybe just give me an awesome sword that's fine all the time. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of what you get with the Master Sword in this game. But even that, I think, has its break limit. Yeah, and you, you got to recharge it or something. Yeah, like that. you got to go recharge it or go get another one. Or I can't remember how it works. Because I, I never got that far because that thing annoyed me so much. But that game really does some cool stuff. And I've I just kind of forgotten how cool it is. So I started a whole new run. And I've been having a blast in there. Really enjoying it. And paying way more attention to the minutia of it. Appreciating the modernization of a lot of the stuff they tried to do. Um, I'm very excited about this next one they got coming out. Which is, I don't know if it's a direct sequel to this. But it's definitely in that, you know, Breath of the Wild look and feel and world and stuff like that. Um, I just think it's a really neat game, and I'm super into it. So I've been playing that. A bunch of old indie games uh, as well. And I'm playing... Um, oh, I'm replaying uh, Steam World Heist because I think it might be perfect on there. <laughs> it's yeah. like the perfect uh, marriage of video game and console style. And I'd really love, I'd love is, that game. Is that the one that's XCOM-y yes. a little bit? Yes. Okay. Very XCOM-y. Get, get undercover, turn-based. You can move so much during a turn. You can do extra movement, but lose your attack. It's all that. It's that stuff. Um, and it's so, I love those guys. Everything they make is cool. I've played every game they've made, and I've loved them all. But there's something about Heist. I hope there's a sequel for Heist at some point, because Heist is so good. And it's not that old. I think it came out in, what, late 2016 or something? Something yeah, like that. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't too long ago. And if they're going to do, a, they did a dig sequel, which is one of the best games I've played in the last couple of years. There's no reason not to make a high sequel. So get on it, boys. Get in there. Uh, and ladies. I'm sure there's ladies there. I don't know. Who, how, how do I know? I have no idea. I, mean, I would assume. Yeah. That you know. seems like a good way to go. So a lot of that, um, of course, World of Warcraft still a thing. I'm still hopping in, still doing my stuff. I, I know you got flying, and I was pissed because I, I was sure I was ahead <laughs> of you, but there's no, yeah, I wasn't. You were way ahead of me. So nice job. So that's the secret that I've learned about WoW is that I'm apparently... I can take ridiculously long breaks and come back and somehow be relevant. I don't know if it's just I'm good at finding those little niches that get you the big boost out of nowhere or what, but I all of a sudden I was talking to Ben about it and I was like, yeah, you know, this is where I'm at right now. And he's like, wait, you have more artifact power than me? <laughs> and I said, I guess. How's that possible? I, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, I'm only a couple eye levels off from the raid team and um, you know, I've got flying and things like that. I was like, when did I do this? I haven't been playing. I've taken months <laughs> off of that game, but apparently, when did apparently I, do I have somehow done I mean, just enough to stay relevant. Yeah. There's a lot of different activities in the game. I could see someone playing a lot and not really progressing on those things where you yeah. might have. Well, see, I, I think Bo's right. Like I was playing a lot one night, just cranking on rep that I have left and all I have left is Najatar and the freaking Mechagon stuff. That's it. Everything else is done for those Pathfinder deals. But I decided just for no reason to go to Pandaria and run some solo raids just to get transmog because I like good, cool gear stuff. So I went ran Mugushan vaults and freaking, I don't remember the other ones, but I went and ran them all. Um, and then I even did a couple of uh, Warlords <laughs> dungeons, or not dungeons, raids that I never did or finished just to get some transmog. And that's the problem, because once I got sucked into that, that ain't giving me no rep. You know, like I'm no. I'm grinding a very different kind of grind. And I was uh, I mean, as much as I enjoyed it. And I don't I'm not saying to people they should, you know, beeline anything. But I, you have always had this ability to do that. You just rip through it and you and you're at the end, you're better off than everybody. 
and you know i don't understand why that works that way for you but it does yeah it's weird because i rebel against so many of these systems i'm like you want me to do rep no yeah but somehow i have flying for all the past expansions i mean i know there is a point where i just suck it up and i go okay i'm gonna dedicate myself to it for a little bit um and that's what i did with mechagon and najatar but you had an extra rep right like there was some of the older ones too it wasn't just that you had to do the two new ones yeah those are the big focus now but for a while there it was the tertolan stuff and or tur- tortolan yeah. uh there was uh, i had a little left over on whatever magni makes you do what's that one called i forgot something of azeroth uh, defender or azeroth yeah. whatever it is i did his the stone masons i didn't have a ton of theirs left and i also spent some time already being revered with a couple and didn't notice <laughs> and just kept doing it and then realized, Oh shit, they're done. They're revered. What am I doing? And then, then I really focused on the other two. So again, I think I'm explaining pretty well why I'm behind and you're ahead. I think you're, be- you're better at saying, ah, here's my objective. I shall now go do it. And I'm going, here's my objective. And here's a nice shiny thing that I got distracted by in this. Sure. World. And now I'm doing the thing you're doing, but I'm doing it as the reward for, okay, I've powered through these reps. Now yeah. I'm rather than push for exalted. I'm going to take a little bit of a break and pick up armor and stuff like that. Bo, did you, uh, did you slow your role on, uh, on classic or what ha- happened to that with you? Oh, I just haven't logged in. I think my month is up too that I paid for. Yeah. So you're I'm good. probably out. You're probably good yeah. for now, yeah. Like I want to keep playing, but it's it's a lot of time, and I've been my time's been spent doing other things, so I just really haven't had a chance to to continue on with it. Well, I get you. I've got that's. I'm just starting to see the the separation with my friend groups. So like who's sticking with it and who isn't. That's starting to be yeah. now. Like now is the time I'm noticing it, and I'm noticing in my friends list. Like oh, these eight people who I were only in classic every day are now all in modern what are they doing and i would talk to a couple like oh yeah i just you know i kind of hit a limit and i'm i'm back to this and i'm actually enjoying this more than ever like i still say it's what blizzard did was brilliant because it just gave it gave people what they wanted that wanted classic real bad and they're going to be happy and then it gave a bunch of other people a chance to play a thing and then get inspired to go play the thing they already have and appreciate it more for other reasons and like there was there was a no loss scenario for blizzard for blizzard on this and i think that's that's no, no. that's that's and like all you know, ultimately out. there was there's an audience for it so like i said once the said this before once the surge of it sort of goes away because it's a blizzard game the people who wanted that so they could rp or whatever can mm-hmm. still have it yep this is all true and then the weirdest thing of all here's the weirdest thing of all i got that uh epic installer right or the epic store in there that no one loves right oh yeah and um they, the one thing I, the one thing I will say about that service and that's consistently been great. And I don't know, you know, they're obviously paying through the nose to make this happen, but they have these free games every couple of weeks and they've all been really good and like high tier stuff, like not crappy stuff you've never heard of, or, you know, throwaway games or games that are nine years old. Although in this case, it's some of that, but they put on this last time a package of Batman games that span everything from the entire Arkham series. So Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. It does not include Origins, by the way. That Batman Origins game is not included included in that. And probably not in people's lists of games they would like to play. Because <laughs> Origins was weird. <laughs> Origins wasn't yeah, good. It was a different wrong. different team. Like it's It just wasn't the same. But anyway, then it also includes three uh, are all three of the, the Lego Batman games, which are pretty fun in their own dumb way. Um, but anyway, all six of those games, just free. Just come to Epic, get them. They're yours. Don't even have to install them. Just sign up that you got them, and now they're there, and you can always install them if you want. So I just got this hair at my butt. I'm like, dude, I want to just see how this stuff holds up, especially the first one. Let's go back and look at Arkham Asylum, which really established this new series and just blew everyone's mind at the time. And and in my mind, probably was the thing that finally changed uh, my, at least my perception. I think probably more broadly it happened. But for me anyway, it changed this perception that comic book movies and tie-in movies in general for movies or TV or whatever are always bad. And then yeah. suddenly with this series, that was not true anymore. And since then, I feel like that percep- perception has not only improved overall, but there have been many more examples that have come and gone that were good. 
and reminded you that, oh yeah, you can have good tie-ins. It's just a matter of giving a crap and putting it in the hands of a good team. And you get games like Spider-Man on the PS4, which is still one of the best things ever. Um, and also, you could also argue that Spider-Man game doesn't exist without the ground laid by the Arkham Knight games or the Arkham games games. So anyway, yeah, that changed combat for a lot of video games going forward. Oh, big time. And it just certain concepts about open world as a macro concept and then bringing it down close again to a micro fight and how you can do that in a way that feels right. Like that, they were really ahead of their time, I think. And, you know, I say open world, but that first game was, you know, Arkham Asylum, but it was still open world. It was like, you know, you you could move around in in such a way as the game progressed that it was it was a lot it was like it was, an open world game. It was a little bit more like a Castlevania or a Metroid. Yeah, Metroid's the better example, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, it has some of that for sure. For sure. And then two uh, or City definitely opened it up to be more open world. And then Arkham Knight, which came out in 2015, which still looks incredible, by the way. Um is you know the third and final game that we got out of those guys at least for now. So, so anyway, I installed all three just to screw around, and uh, the first two games are in Unreal Engine three. And I can't believe I would ever say these words, but it's finally showing its age. Like at the time, that stuff was mind-bogglingly good looking. It's it's okay now. Like it looks yeah. it's serviceable, but dudes are chunky looking and weird. Some texture stuff's kind of bad. The effects aren't there really. I mean, uh, Unreal Engine 4, Revision, whatever we're at now, is just make, you know, it's heads and tails beyond that. So that's your, my initial reaction was like, oh, this doesn't look as good as I remember it looking. Um, but the gameplay's still there, and that that's a really cool game. But then I got to thinking, well, let's see what these other two are like. So I did the same thing. Second one, uh, a better, but still kind of uh, looks like a 360 game. But the new one, or the newish one that came out in 2015, was obviously, you know, on PCs and 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 newer consoles at the time. PlayStation 4, you know, our current console lineup. And it is miles better looking. Anyway, that's just that's just an aesthetic note, just something I noticed on the surface. But I played a ton of at least two of these and decided that I'd figured out why I really like Arkham Knight. And I'd like it more than the others. And I know that's a lot of people you like it more like, than both. I like it more than the other two combined. Mm. And that's weird. I know. I know it's weird because a lot of people think Asylum's where it's at because that's the core concept and that was the best that they ever really executed on it. Uh-huh. And blah, blah, blah. And I would argue that's also the best. If you're saying to me, hey, Scott, what's the one that's most like Metroid? If you're a huge Me- Metroid fan, which one's going to satisfy you the most? One will. Okay. I get that. But why I like three the most, Arkham Knight the most, I think. <laughs> this is going to irritate some people. It's basically Batman Fury Road. And be, and here's why it is because in the beginning of that thing Scarecrow puts a new toxin out that they end up evacuating the entire city for. So mm. all of all of uh Gotham City is empty. And what has taken over uh the, those who haven't left are just the criminal aspects of it. So gang members and they're basically just crazy bald dudes with jacked up cars with weird rocket launchers <laughs> on the side of it <coughs> going full Mad Max in the Batman world. And it's your job to try to go and stop it. So it's just like this freewheeling open world uh, mess of a, of, a, of a crap heap that used to be Gotham. And now it's just this it's a wasteland. And I think that's it. I think I finally through that well, as I've started to play through it again, I'm like, that's why I love this. It's that thing. It's that genre. It's that they they inserted it a little bit in a way that's, you know, by the end, you're trying to get the city back on its feet. So it's not a permanent wasteland, but it is a wasteland for a huge portion of that game. And everything you do in it is lawless and there's no more rules. And it's just that stuff appeals to me as it always does. So I really, really like that game. And I think I'm going to play the whole damned thing again. Now, so, here's the thing. Yeah. I thought I was going to have a controversial opinion because I actually like Arkham Knight. Most people don't. Yeah. Most people, if you ask what they like, they'll either say they like the first one or the second one. But the third one is almost always permanently relegated to the number three position, it seems. Mm-hmm. And I actually like Arkham Knight more than I liked Arkham City. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, it wasn't so much that... Uh, 
it wasn't wasn't what you were describing, right. but it was more of city was a big letdown for me because mm. I was the person that kind of glommed onto that. It's in a tight little area that kind of expands as you gain new abilities. And it wasn't about this big whole open world and they didn't just inundate the place with Riddler trophies. I mean, it's something like go collect the 497 Riddler trophies we've put in the game. And it's just like, no, <laughs> there why? Are there are so, so many. I can fight the Riddler. Who cares? <laughs> um, but I did think they did the Batmobile um, actually pretty well for a thing that when they announced it, I was like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is actually executed pretty well. And I was one of the lucky people that game on PC had a lot of problems and I didn't run into any of them. I didn't either. For some so, reason, my configuration ran that thing as silky smooth as you could ever ask for at the time. And I remember it was, you know, PC players are pretty pissed. Reviews wise, PS4 and oh, Xbox. It was a big controversy, wasn't it? It was a big that. one for PC players. For for console yeah. people, that thing reviewed in the high 90s or the mid, early 90s uh, out of 100, generally speaking across the board. I mean, it was well received critically. The big complaint I remember wasn't so much that the game was problematic as it was PC players got the shit end of the stick and it was broken like a from the DRM thing? No, it was just a bro like broken The port wasn't very good. Yeah, was that what it was? And there was more to it yeah, than that, the, or was that it? Maybe there was, was a lot it. of controversy about the port being rushed and stories came out, a bunch of people got mad at the people who ported it and they said, This is the time frame we were given, this is what we were told to do. Don't put it on us and talk to WB about it. And then they went back to the publisher. It got messy. It got rough. It did. And what's weird is guys like John and I were playing it during that time with no issues. And and I felt a little guilty about it because I just wasn't. Yeah, I was posting screenshots and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, this game's so good. And people are like, I can't play it. Yeah, I can't play it. So it took a lot of heat that way. I try to I'm trying. I'm playing it now, too, by the way, outside of that heat. And as usual, Mm -hmm. Turns out internet heat does sort of, you know, it, it affects you <laughs> when you're in the middle yeah, of playing yeah. a thing. So, you know, who knows how we'll feel about what's a controversial one. Uh, can't think of one, but there's a million of them like that. One that's controversial right now? Probably yeah. uh, uh, Epic Game Store, I guess. <laughs> that's the whole story. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a controversial game right now, to be honest. With yeah, you. they're always triple A's. They're always a big. It's either it's got to be some big mess like. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think Bo- Borderlands. One? Borderlands Three is not really a mess. It's just sort of Borderlands, and they're, they're I mean, com- I don't really count the Epic thing because that's like Epic and not the developers, right? Like, right. It's a game where like people are just like, I am super ripped off from buying this, right? And that's how people felt. One. PC people really felt that way. And they were like, we're going to fix it. We're going to do this stuff. And they eventually, I don't know how long it took, but it was fine. But because it worked fine for me, I just played it and it was great. And now I love it. But John, you were going to say something. Oh, Anthem. There we go. Oh, Anthem. There you go. Yeah. That's the ultimate lately is Anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Anthem was the big headline one, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think that game's going to get any better outside of the controversy, though. I mean, at least not until some patches come in there. But uh, yeah, outside the. Yeah, but you might be playing that game five years from now and it's like a great game. Possibly. Possibly. Forget about all the controversy, just log in. and Destiny 2 had this at the beginning. It was it was rough. That launch was bad. And then they. That's another one. Anyway, they got a They got they got it working. I just I. I, Oh, I know. I got the best one. Sorry. Uh. Okay. Uh, Ubisoft's um, uh, Rainbow Six Siege was a game that launched to all the bad stuff, bad reviews, critically bad user reviews, uh, glitches, problems, all kinds of balance issues. Like that thing was basically launched as a giant fat freaking dud and they committed to working on it and fixing it. And now that thing is one of the most popular esports. Everybody freaking loves it. My son plays it constantly with his friends. It's a huge deal now. Like, they fixed it. And I really respect that when that happens. Can that happen to Anthem? I don't know, man. Feels like they yeah, can't. It's, but That's a big mountain to climb. I hope they do. I liked, you know, I liked parts of it. Yeah. There are parts to like. Uh, Fallout 76, someone put in the chat. Um, I keep hearing that's better now. And that it's really interesting and weird. So I don't I, know if that's enough to get me into that, but I'm also not always huge on the Fallout games. I come to them very late, so yeah, yeah. 
Maybe that one will be perfect for you. You'll come to it nice and late and you'll love it or something. Who knows? I never played Fallout and said, you know what this game needs? Other people. Mm. That was just never on my list of things this game needed. (laughs) Someone else to play it? That's what it needed? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway. Um, I I just, I don't know if it's still up there as the free bundle, but I would recommend grabbing it if you just want to play a great superhero game. I also forgot how brutal those games are. They don't hold back. Like, yeah, Batman's still not trying to kill people, but everybody else is. And there are some gnarly moments in the Arkham series that uh, are very memorable and very cool. I like that game a lot, and I'm going to keep playing it, even though it's old. It's almost five years old. Well, four years old, I guess. But that uh, the four years old now is a lot different than four years old in 2005, right? Yeah. It's definitely a plateau in terms of what you can expect. Like, sure, there might be technological advancements, but for the most part, the games look and feel, yeah, like they're all on a plateau. There, yeah, which is great. Yeah, I love. Cool. I kind of really love that we're there. I, as much as I'm a big fan of, like, look at the amazing advancement in a thing. I'm okay with it cresting a little and and spreading itself out because it means the kinds of experiences I can have on like a Switch, which is vastly underpowered compared to a modern console but more powerful than a 360 or a PS3, so it sits in the middle somewhere, um, is that it can do lots of stuff without you feeling like you're sacrificing something. And I like yeah. that, you know? It's no longer, it's not like buying a Game Boy where you're like, oh, well, I'm just stuck with these horrible black and white screens with 8-bit graphics because that's just the best we can do in a portable. Batteries are dead, <laughs> like, all the time. All that stuff. Let me go dig out eight more double A's to put in this thing. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. No, it was, it was like four. It was, it was four, though. Four, four double A's, four. right? Oh, yeah. man. You Didn't had to they get... get a rechargeable battery pack at one point or you could plug it in? Maybe. I know I, when I had mine, I bought rechargeable batteries, but they were the old nickel cadmium garbage yeah, kind. You'd have to get like third. Oh, you'd have to. Yeah, you have to get rechargeable batteries. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. It was not great. Wasn't optimal. Oh man, I remember that. Everybody's house you went over to, they had a counter or a windowsill <laughs> where they just had a stupid battery compartment. Yeah. And they're like, this is really saving us a lot of money. And they'd put it in a device <laughs> and it worked for two seconds. <laughs> oh, gotta go put it back in the charger. Get out another battery. In my house, and I don't know if this is this was always just a fake thing, but in my house there was always a big Ziploc bag full of batteries in the fridge. Like just in the fridge. Yeah. My, I knew people who did the fridge batteries as well. And my yeah. mom, my mom and dad were convinced that the batteries are lasting longer, new or used. It didn't matter that they would. And maybe they do. I, I never really looked into it, but I just remember having a house where it was like, oh, I'm in the mood for some sunny D or whatever's in the fridge. And I would open the fridge. And first thing I'd see out of the corner of my eye is a bunch of butter and then stacked right next to it, a big bag of batteries. Just always yeah. the thing. It's such a funny thing where that was the thing that like people were just like, we got to do something about batteries. (laughs) Like, think about that now. Yesterday at work, they were having problems making a wireless keyboard work. And they said, well, does the battery need to be changed? We haven't changed the battery in this keyboard in what feels like ever. I feel like it's the, the battery that came with the keyboard eons ago when they got the thing. I opened up the battery compartment. The battery's going bad. Battery acid is coming out of the side of it from old age, and that battery is still working. Yeah, yeah. That's just... where we are with batteries now, and it's one. There's yeah. not four of them. There's one. Stuff's more and efficient. Yep. I it, now you think back to just the age of well, we got to put them in the fridge and so get a little more time <laughs> out of it. Yeah. No, it was always a thing, and now I have I have some rechargeables I use for certain things. I have a portable recorder thing. This thing, which is like a little. I don't know what these are called. What is this called? Oh, I've seen those before. Andy yeah. record. I used it. I use it at BlizzCon for interviews and stuff. Although the one year, John. Well, I guess all three of us are in there. I had forgotten it. We used our phones. Remember that? Yeah, and it worked fine. And then you're like, well. Oh no! It wasn't that I didn't have it. It's that the douche out front, the security said you can't have oh, one of these. Security guy. Yeah, that, I remember yeah. we asked about this. Oh my god! It looked like a bomb. I was so annoyed by yeah, that. The security at BlizzCon, uh, they're pretty. Pretty stupid. They they were fine so two years ago. You're one of them listening. Sorry, but yeah. In my experience, whenever I've gone, they're pretty just like, like not. You're going to like basically a tech convention. Yeah, it is gaming, but it's like 
and then these guys have, uh, are from 1822. Yeah, and they were checking uh, where, every where is this recording device. <laughs> they were checking every everybody's uh, swag boxes, even though they were the swag boxes from the event. And I <laughs> and I understand that you know you got to be careful or whatever, but this was just bad planning because everybody in line has one because you just got them and now you're in line and they're all like, we got to tear that box open and look in every single swag box. That was so stupid. This is mostly a last yeah. year problem. I don't know if they'll improve it this year, but last year was bad that way. Uh, I'm happy for them to check for guns. Well, yeah, you want yeah. and all kinds of close yeah. things, no matter what. I, I feel like that's okay. You think that one's all right? I don't know. I, I, I feel mean, like they I agree, but it, there is an element groups. when they're like, "Well, I don't know about this." If you brought in a gramophone, maybe we could. <laughs> I just think when they actually look at it, it doesn't look like a gun or an actual bomb. It looks like a recorder. Yeah, they should let you keep it. I'm with the press. Yeah, wow. and I said to the guy, "Well, I'm taking my phone in." I go, "Well, my my phone records just like that does. That just has better microphones on it." Well, we can't let those in. And the guy in front of me, who I think was Garrett, took in a tripod and two cameras and about eight batteries. He looked like he was carrying five bombs worth of stuff. Like, what are you? Oh, I was so annoyed. Still, ah, that's a video recorder like they use in Hollywood. Yeah, we're gonna let him through because he's filming a motion picture. <laughs> It was, you can't put a bomb in the camera. I mean, you can, but you don't. I'm just saying your device is much smaller. Than oh, that. yeah, it was and a little it, tiny You should have been able to go in with that. I was pissed. It's not going to hurt anybody, this thing. Anyway, my point was... I mean, to be, to be fair, it it kind of does look like... what It looks like, like a taser, honestly. You, there is a taser quality to it. Yeah. I was going to say, if you were making a student film or a low-budget film, you could probably use that as the bomb detonator device, and nobody would know. It does look like... You know what you would control the bomb with. Sure, and John's right. I These can... two things on top look like little tasers. Yeah, like it might tase you if I used it or whatever. But yeah, yeah. But look, you had a press pass. If you want to tase somebody, that's your right. <laughs> press pass didn't seem to make any difference last year. You didn't year. have a press pass. Didn't you have a press pass and a, I'm yeah. He, he has an exhibitor pass? badge or I something. Had a, like I had that. a press yeah. pass. I had a press pass and I had a talent pass, which was, means you're on stage. And yeah, even that was well, like. The, the talent is gonna bomb the thing. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus! Well, welcome a clever to the... <laughs> ploy. They started yeah, a convention. I, gotta, so I have a great can... opportunity to make a presentation, but I'm gonna ruin it by yeah. exploding the well, entire. It's building. like wel <laughs> welcome to the Wow Q and A. I'm Scott Johnson. Stick your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Boom! Like I was gonna do that. I mean, who does that? Yeah. No one does that. Or no one does that that's been asked to be up on stage. They vetted, they vetted me before. comes out with a dynamite vest like out of a cartoon <laughs> on. We had a great year at Blizzard this year. Great esports <laughs> year. Great esports. And uh, we're so psyched to bring you out as a community and then take you out as a community. <laughs> Boom. Oh, that's awful. If that wasn't so like so close to the bone, it wasn't of actual, so prescient yeah. and morbid. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're like nobody does that, but you're like, well, it's been happening a lot in the past. Decade. All right, how about how about this then? How about Morheim does it, but he's not. He wants he has demands, and it's actually a fake bomb. So he's just trying to get demands. What would his demands be? What do you think it would be? Be good to each other. Like, right, hey, be good to each other. Everybody, try to be nicer, or I'll blow you up. <laughs> release a GD RTS. You're probably every time, everyone's someone's like, we're gonna release something that's not an RTS. He's like, oh man, I like Starcraft. Company, I can't even pick the game I want released. Yeah, I can see that. Starcraft I three. I want Starcraft two up. back on the main stage. Overwatch, <laughs> you're relegated to the slums. I mean, I'll even take heroes over that right now. He'd say. Boom. Anyway, so there's that. Hey, Bo, you've been playing Doom again because the new Doom's coming out. So I'm assuming you got like an itch to finish or to replay Doom again. 2016's Doom. Exactly it. Doom Eternal's coming in November. And I'm like, I can't wait till November to play Doom. I'm like, oh, there's a Doom. Let me play that. I think that's Let's great. Do, how do you feel about yeah. the second run? I assume it's in, your second I run. I played like Friday, like late, and I played all day yesterday. I had tons of stuff I should have done with my day off. But I basically played from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. Yeah. Did on, nothing but play Doom. What dif what difficulty setting did you play on? Uh, I played on Hurt Me Plenty, mm -hmm. which is the medium, because I, I just wanted to have an enjoyable experience. It's a great game. Uh, but I may crank it up to ultraviolence and do one more playthrough. Was my thinking, and I'm not going to do nightmare. I tried playing a bit of nightmare, but it's like 
one little shot and you're dead. Like it's super annoying. I, I just don't like reloading that much. I'm not that good. So do they still yeah, have that but, weird uh, make your own map mode thing? Is that still a thing in there? They have the snap map thing, which I mean, the, it's funny because the campaign feels short, but it yeah. honestly takes like a good couple hours when you're looking for all the secrets to get through a level. Yeah. But now that I've gotten pretty much completionist in all the secrets, I can just sort of breeze through the levels a lot faster. Like I went back. You can go back and do levels to get some of the unlock points and stuff. And when you go through it not having to find anything, you can go through them really quickly. Hmm. Um, also, when you get the super shotgun, you go back to an earlier level, you kind of own everything super easily. Hmm. So there's that too. But nice. um, I find like the early levels of that game super scary, but then it gets to be less scary as you get farther, which is weird because you go to hell. But <laughs> It's like real life. Scary right yeah. now, but when we actually go to hell, it'll be fine. It's when you when you're when you're fully equipped with upgrades and guns, and you feel like things can't really, you know, you you have, you have options. It's better, but when you just all you have is like the shotgun, and then these hell knights are coming at you, they're pretty intense. They don't die easily. Yeah, shotgun. That's pretty cool. Uh, I've been tempted here and there just to crack that open, but it's a know. big download, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. it feels like it's the kind of game you kind of just want to load up and play a couple levels, but you can't keep it on your hard disk, right? Yeah, you know, because you're playing through a lot of different games, but it's like it's just fun. The game's fun. I'm really looking forward to Eternal. I kind of hope it's the case where you know they just take what they originally did and just make it better. So that reminds like that so me. Um, so we have a. I think he listens to the show. I know he listens to the Boop Show, but he's kind of all into the gaming stuff we do. And he developed a game with a team. You guys are gonna die when you hear about this. I'm gonna stream it at some point, but I just gotta make sure I remember the name. I don't want to screw this up. I believe it's called Flotsam, but let me double check. Flotsam uh, and Jetsam. Um, games. Where's my <laughs> yep, memory? the two eels from The Little Mermaid. There it is, Flotsam. So this is now in early access, I believe, or I might still have an early code. Oh, no, no, it's in early access now. Um, imagine someone made a game based on Waterworld. <laughs> That's what this is. So oh my God. it's a big... Uh, the world has been been flooded, and you want to. You're trying to basically build one of those those places that the mariner would go to in that movie to to fuel up or you know get food or trade dirt for something else and all that. Uh, yeah. Lots of bridges and and weird structures, basically Mad Max on the water, and they've made it. So it's a city builder with all of those features, but. And, and and all of the things you like about city builders, like, well, I need to have this tech to do this, or I need to, you know, research this, or build more villagers, or whatever. It's a lot of that same kind of stuff, but you're building a big water world <laughs> type base. And I I'm watching the trailer right now. It looks it looks very happy. It's yeah, very it happy. Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, it's uh, lots of personality. It looks cool. It's neat. It's like an art, like a city builder game. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a city builder, but you're you're building the Mad Max world type city and or not mad max sorry water world and uh i know a lot of people don't love water world but i do i see it once a year that's a great movie i love water Water world's awesome uh i know it's not great people we know you don't have to tell us why john and i both know what we're watching is not like great okay we know that it's just conceptually something's going on there that's right i can't explain it i just love it so this is just like manna from heaven. So I haven't really dug too deep. I played about an hour the other day. I'm going to stream this a bit. Um, but yeah, Flotsam is a thing. And it's cool. And I'm glad it I got says, to it. Instead of saying available on early access, it says available on early access. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you can't hit a home run every time. No, or, or can you? Because that's not too bad of a pun. It's all no, right. I, I like that pun. I'm fine with that. All right. Uh, well, Baton, you, 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 you rule it off. You, you ruled it offside, John. <laughs> yeah, offside. I'm, I'm. He said available. It doesn't have anything to do with whale. Well, I guess I see a whale. There, right there is there. a whale. Yeah, there. I see a whale. Yeah, there's a whale. Okay. <laughs> All right. In lieu of emails, I'm going to read a t- an, um, comment in the chat room, and we're going to talk about it. Baton two sixteen okay. says, "Is Diablo Immortal dead?" Uh, no. Here's my theory, and then we can go around the table. My theory is they will. Uh, announce Diablo 4 or whatever that's called the big main you know hardcore Diablo experience whatever's next that gets announced this year at about a month and a half from now or a month and a week or whatever and then they'll talk about what it is they'll show some video they'll show some gameplay stuff they'll do whatever they do 
And at the end, before the Diablo team is done, they'll say, oh, and one more thing, you can get Immortal today on your phones to tide you over till next year or whatever it's going to come out. Like they will, they will, they won't even say that. They'll just say, Hey, immortal. Remember that it's playable today. And they'll leave it at that. And that'll make everybody like immortal just a slight tiny bit more. Cause they know uh, that they can deal with it on that level. So that's my prediction. Curious what you guys would say, Bo, what do you think they're going to do? Do you think Diablo immortal is dead? Cause they haven't said peep about it since last year, since the big reveal. No, no, like that's getting launched. Even if it doesn't get launched here, uh, it'll be launched for China, right? Like it's, yeah, for sure it's coming out. Like it, they're not not putting this game out, right? I like to think that what you're saying is true because when they launch, when they announced Diablo, Diablo is nowhere near being done, right? Diablo Four for sure. It's just going to get announced. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds that seems likely. And also, just seems like a cool way of saying, and you've got a keys to a brand new car under your chair but in this case it's and the game's out today for you guys go get it or whatever like that's better than that's what they should have had last year i mean honestly should have announced it and released it the same day and well, we played it it was it's in good shape for a mobile game like i'm it'll get launched yeah for sure and they've had a whole year to work on it john do you have a differing opinion or what do you think they're gonna do uh, no, I think you guys are probably on the right track. I, I think Blizzard, for some reason, didn't understand their audience, or maybe they did, and they just said, oh, you know what, we're going to do it anyway. Um, they didn't, I don't think they expected the outcome that it got last year, or maybe they thought in a different world it would fall differently. I think they now are painfully aware of their audience at BlizzCon, <laughs> and... I do think it's weird, right? Like if you're Blizzard and you say, okay, well, we have a cool mobile game and we want to talk about it. Do we not talk about it at our big press conference just because we know the audience there is going to react poorly? Like that's a decision they're going to have to make going forward. And it's weird if they don't do it, but also if they do do it, then you've got a bunch of people booing the new thing you're trying to get people hyped for. So I think the way they cushion that is they have something like it's available now. You're getting it for free. You're it has controller support, like something that speaks to the crowd in some way that says, hey, you might actually enjoy this. Yeah. I mean, if they even if it's just, oh, and one other thing, remember Immortal, that's out today. Then stage goes black and then on comes the next thing. And it's not more, you know, immortal talk, like just barely mention the thing. I think that that would be the way to do it. But now sometimes Blizzard does lean into their memes. Right. And I can see a world where they have a little fun if they know they've got Diablo 4 waiting in the wings, where they do talk about it and they take the hit of boo because they know they're about to get a big cheer as soon as they say and Diablo 4. Right. Like, yeah. They can control it that way, too. And they could, you know, say, you know, this is news. You're really going to want to get your phone out for if you have phones, you know, something <laughs> goofy like that, because they they do occasionally just lean into it. You bit. think Jay Allen Brack has to make some comment about how he was the one on stage said uh, about WoW Classic. You think you want it, but you don't like is he going to have to he's going to have to eat a little crow there. Right. They're going to have to make some reference because that thing did really well for them. You know, I mean, maybe, you know, that's the hard thing. Sometimes people say something off the cuff and yeah. you're up there and you've got it committed to memory and hearts and minds at that point. The amount of things I've said about wow and Diablo and all that that I've been wrong about, I get to be mostly obscure when I do it, but they don't get that luxury. So. No, no, no. And he doesn't seem like the type. Well, I don't know. He's he's weird. He's less scripted than Morheim, but also in some ways feels more. What's the word? More plugged up. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe he's just, uh, there's a reason that there's scripted stuff because you end up saying things that. Yeah. Get, like, uh, you like, think you want it, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if you have a, like, a bit of an arrogant twinge to you, like, audience will take that and run, and that makes it, you know, you, you, you make the divide larger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, they may like it just. You know, World of Warcraft may be successful because JLM Brack played the heel, or, or you know, the attitude was like, "Yeah, this is not a big deal. It's just classic." Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah we we're are. gonna love classic." Yeah, we'll show, show you, you. JLM Brack. I'm gonna pay you 15 bucks a month to prove you wrong. 
<laughs> exactly. So there might be, I mean, I don't know. I don't think stuff like that's calculated, but it is funny to watch, to watch um, people push back against comments like these made by Blizzard, you know, yeah. ambassadors. And I didn't want, I don't want to suggest that he was constipated. So we cleared that part up though. I didn't, when I said yeah, he's plugged yeah. just, up, I didn't mean that. Just more of that. I think they're game designers. I think it's their profession to know what's fun and what's not fun. Yeah. So when the unwashed masses are like, you can't tell me what's fun. It's like, well, I've been doing this for 30 years. I, I kind of can tell expert. you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, no one's going to hear that. Nope. <laughs> you know, like that's, <laughs> that, you know, cause you can't tell anyone what's fun or not. We all know what we think is fun, even though there's smarter people who know what people actually find fun versus what they think. And they say they find fun. If, mm-hmm. that, if I'm making any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we all think things about ourselves that are wrong if you were to examine it statistically. Sure. And I feel like game designers like have probably spent a lot of their time thinking and working in this medium where people are just like, I play 80 hours a week. I know what I like, but never actually examine their slash played and are honest about them. It's all anecdotal and all, all like top surface consciousness mm-hmm. and not true pattern study. So, so it's almost like yeah. you're, your scenario also works for politics and also works for, yeah. Yes. Like, it's it works same for thing. everything. We like self-describe ourselves all the time. But if we looked at our statistical or statistics and our behavior and what we actually do, it probably wouldn't pair up to the way we describe. And then when somebody tries to tell us these things and it's in conflict with our view of ourselves, we can get angry about it. Yep. That was why I always liked Ghost, uh, Ghost Crawler. Uh, Greg, yeah, when Greg's he great. when he would come out, he and he would just break it down for people, and people would go, "I play this game all the time, and I think this is the way it needs to be because of this, this, this." And they'd lay out decent arguments and all of that. He would sit down and he would write, but he'd put in the time and the work and the effort to walk you through the logic behind it. And by the end, you may not have agreed with him in the end, but like he's laid out the expectations for the players and the behaviors of the players and has given you a good reason for why they did what they did. Yeah. And, you know, some people continue to just push harder against that. But for me, it was always really fresh to get all the considerations they were taking in rather than just the hip fire. Like, yeah, we're just doing it, you know, and draw your own. Conclusion. He's just a, he was, a, he was the best voice for that stuff. Uh, I think it's still a sorely missed part of blizzard. Um, I, I, nobody, it's not that anybody else couldn't be that guy. They just don't have his, his in particular way of doing it or, or, or pushing. I mean, he still does this for the league for riot stuff. Now that he's over there, he'll go off forever on a big giant tweet longer post where it's like 20 paragraphs about an argument about why they're changing a character or why they steer away from a certain mechanic or whatever it is. It's great. Like I really miss that voice there. Nobody does that now. I mean, you kind of get it out of Ian, but it's a different position also. Ian's in a, you know, leadership position. Yeah. He can't exactly go rogue a little bit like the way that Ghostcrawler did. So, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I should tell you something funny he told me the other day. I can't say it on the air, though. It was really funny. <laughs> oh, and I heard it from Greg, yeah. Greg, Greg was, uh, uh, he's the nicest human being, but he also has got a sharp, a very razor sharp wit sometimes, and it can be taken wrong if you don't. Have the right ear. Well, don't on. repeat it here. No, I'm, I'm not going to say it here. There's no way I'm saying it here. Forget it. Uh, all right. Uh, that's it. That's all we're doing today. That's the show. Yeah. Still a nice, beefy show. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple days to walk you through some more stuff. Yeah. It's not that long of a wait. Won't be that long at all. Don't forget, uh, in the meantime, though, you can follow us all on Twitter. Bo's always got stuff to say at Bo Schwartz. Uh, you can find John at John underscore Jagger. Me at Scott Johnson. And the show at Core Pod. And one nice thing about following all of that is when we go live, uh, often all of us are tweeting that, hey, we're about to go live, but for sure the core pod one does. And it's a great way to be reminded. It's like built in little, oh yeah, right. They record tonight. I'm going to go watch that live on the Twitch channel. But if you want the podcast only, that's cool too. That's over at frogpants.com slash core. Uh, What else? Patreon.com slash core show. Thank you for your support over there, by the way. We really appreciate it. You're going to find something you'll like for supporting us today at patreon.com slash core show giant thanks to everybody who does and if you haven't yet i would just suggest you consider it if you really like what we do boom there it is you can also leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462 and i have some of those queued up and ready to go for wednesday so wednesday should be a good show gonna do a little apple arcade review 
nothing too crazy. I'm not going to turn into a mobile show. Just want to, I'm just want to extol some virtues I found that I didn't expect from a service that I didn't think was going to work. And I find myself surprised on the other side, as many of my other friends have been telling me as well. It's a weird thing. Uh, so we'll go into that a little bit. And other cool stuff this week uh, on Core. That'll be Wednesday. That's Core 193 in the bucket, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Bo, any final uh, wise words from Bo? Uh, <laughs> Caught you off guard. I really started out strong last week, so the wise words today would be... Um, you know, don't set a library on fire. Don't set a library on fire. It's a good advice. If you guys haven't heard the latest couple of episodes from There Will Be Dungeons, go check those out because John did a bang-up job with his alternate universe inverse uh, storytelling for a two-parter we did. So check that out as well. John, do you have any final words of wisdom before we go? Yeah. Uh, love your librarians. They have a hard job. They have a tough time. They have to deal with literally anybody off the street <laughs> be good to your librarians and your civic workers and public buildings in general everybody wow. has to use it wow that's actually very wise like i say all in kidding like joking say something wise but that was actually wise so use john's advice be like john that's what i'm saying thank you all for listening that's gonna do it we'll be back on wednesday have a great week we'll see you then This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.